Welcome to the American Nomad Podcast, hosted by the legend himself, or as I refer to him, the legend in his own mind, Rav Holly. Welcome everyone to the American Nomad Podcast. I am your host, the American Nomad, Ralph Holly. I have a very special guest today in the studio, my girl all the way from Texas, Christy Otts. What's up, Christy? Good to see you. Hello, Ralph. Thanks for having me. Let's uh, let's just let everyone know that we we recorded this podcast what on Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, correct. Two and a half hours. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good one, and unfortunately, there was no sound. <laughs> Grand finale <laughs> fail by me on that one, <laughs> big time. So, we just went out to Joshua Tree for a couple of days. Mm-hmm and decided to redo the podcast so this is take two take two take two and i think it, the, i don't know man that was a pretty golden one we did the other day <laughs> it was, it was really, really good good it was. hopefully we can hopefully we can get close today we're already having technical dish issues everybody that watches my shows know that i have, <laughs> i am technical issues i should rename this podcast technical issues because if it's gonna if it's gonna happen to me a technical issue i'm gonna have it but anyway um uh, this is my group good friend christy uh i've known her since 2001 i believe yeah, yeah. long time uh yeah. i met her at this little honky tonk it was a little it's huge place in midland odessa called graham central station and uh, she was a beer tub girl there and cool little hangout it was a cool little hangout it i was. actually i actually kind of missed that place no kidding i do too it was a. Uh, you can't even explain that place. It was like the first place with the Dylan pianos. We talked about that the other day. Right. Yeah, that I'd ever seen. And then that's, you see those here in California now. But the first place I ever saw, like, doing the dueling piano thing where they're with the pianos playing and he's kind of, like, right. trolling the crowd and making fun of the crowd and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but anyway, just came, we just came back from Joshua Tree. and Beautiful. We saw, what did we see there yesterday, Christy? We saw a mill. Uh-huh. We saw a dam. Uh-huh. We saw snow. Snow. That was the one I was getting at. So for you guys that have been to Joshua Tree, I lived in Joshua Tree for three years. I had never, I had woken up one morning and my truck was covered in snow, but I'd never actually seen it snow there. I'd seen remnants of snow. Right. But I'd never actually seen snow, but we saw real snow. Yeah, it snowed pretty heavy. It snowed pretty heavy, and like I, like I was telling Christy, when I lived there, the um, the locals would tell me like, "Hey, did you see the snow yesterday?" And I'd be like, <laughs> "Because it's literally yesterday. What it was snowing, heavily snowing, like a good Michigan snow. It really was. And then within an hour, you would have never known it snowed. No, it was completely gone. What in the hell is going on out here, woman? Sounds like a damn winter wonderland." That Christmas is over. Right? We're standing. <laughs> Second Christmas. It's snowing in Joshua Tree, California, and we are in Joshua Tree National Park. And I've been in this park probably a hundred times, and I've never seen this ever. Good times. And it'll warm up. It'll be 65 degrees outside, but there's still remnants of snow everywhere. Right. From the, day, the big snow the day before, like under street signs or anywhere there's shade. Right. Anywhere there's shade, there'll be snow still on the ground. No, there was literally nothing. There was None. literally not much yesterday by the time we got back to the well, Airbnb. There really wasn't. Within an hour and a half, there really wasn't very yeah. much snow left. Yeah. The funny thing is, I told you that. You and did. You, and I don't think you really 
believe me. I mean, I was I w- when I said it, I didn't know if I believed it either. You know what I mean? Well, not quite that fast. That's yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it was just it was there and then it wasn't. But when we first got into the park, I mean, I was like, because I wanted Christy to see like the expanse and the beauty of Joshua Tree National Park. Yeah. And when we pulled up to the gate, it's thirty dollars to get in the park now too. For those of you that don't know, it used to be I think fifteen. I always bought like the the yearly pass, but anyway, which I think was like thirty dollars. I don't. Oh, really? Yeah. But when we pulled up to the park, it was heavily snowing, and there was like it was almost like a uh, marine layer. You mm-hmm. couldn't see anything because mm-hmm. the cloud cloudiness, and so I was a little bit bummed because I knew that she wasn't going to get to see everything. But I was like, "Let's, you got to go into the park. You're here. We yeah. got to get you in the park." So we go in the park. And then it dawned on me because I was like, you know what, Christy? I said, if it clears up or if it stops snowing here in 15 or 20 minutes, this will all clear up. I said, you'll see blue skies and you'll get to see something that nobody sees. Right. Just in pictures. I'd only experienced it in pictures because I've seen snow in the park, but only in pictures. Yeah. It's so cool. But we got to see it yesterday, which I really, it was like a little magical, magical moment. Yeah. Once those blue skies came up. That was something else. Yeah, I was like, I was actually, I told her, I'm like, you can just hold your phone out and take a picture, and it's like a postcard. And yeah, it really was. It I really was. We we took some pictures, and it was they were just amazing. Yeah. So the Airbnb that we uh, rented was it was actually pretty freaking cool. It was I adorable. It. it was adorable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was just uh, when I lived out there, there wasn't a whole lot of Airbnbs, but. Um, there are now and they're really 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 cool like th- the place we were at is like a throwback what to the 70s i would say yeah, 70s, 70s yeah the furniture everything was decorated that way yeah it had a record player there was a record player um i really liked the record player that was pretty cool and i didn't write in and complain i just told them that we were out i, I guess i'll probably have to do a review the only bummer thing is the tv didn't work yeah we couldn't watch a movie and everybody's going to be like, oh, my God, you're in Joshua Tree. You should be watching TV anyway. What the hell's yeah. wrong with you? That's why you go to Joshua Tree so you can trip on shrooms and not watch TV. <laughs> but it was cold. It was super cold last night. And we had planned on, like, going to, like, Joshua Tree Saloon and getting turnt. Yeah. And I ended up, like, we were both spent. Well, we had been up the yeah. whole night before. Yeah, we'd been up the whole night before, so we literally just set up and talked all night long, basically. Yeah. yeah. And swapping conversation. And then, so yesterday in the park, we were running around with literally no sleep. None. 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 And I would be like in full conversation. I'd be telling Christy <laughs> a story. I was literally talking just to keep myself awake. And I'd be telling Christy a story, and I'd be like, yeah, this one time over, like around, uh, you know, uh, and then you'd fall asleep, and then they're gibberish. Yeah, I just keep, I would keep talking, <laughs> and I'd and say I could, what? And I could, I could hear it in my brain. You know what I mean? It was weird. I was, I thought, I was like, I had like a what is it, narcolepsy? Like, like narcolepsy, mid sentence. I'd be talking, I'd be talking, to, I'd be out, <laughs> and then. Um, we ended up going to the dam, which I'd lived in Joshua for three years. And one of my deals is I always wanted to find the dam. And I went out there a couple of nights looking for it and never found it. So finally, I was just kind of like, F it. I don't <laughs> give a damn about the dam. And while I was asleep, she found it. Yep. 
she found it. So we ended up going to the dam, the Barker Dam, which I'd read all about it. I was telling her the history of it kind of because I knew about it, but I just never actually had been there because the place where it was, I thought it was the staging area for the rock climbers because I always see them out there getting their gear ready. And the parking lot for the dam is actually, I mean, for where I thought the parking lot that's for going to the dam, I thought that was a rock climbing staging area because all the rock climber vans are always in that area. So you I just guess. had no interest to roll in there and check it out. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm not a rock climber. You know, I'm yeah. not a rock climber. So why would I go in there? You know, where they're staging their gear. Yeah. Every time I go by there, you see the van doors open and they got all their rigging out. And yeah, they did have know, a lot of, yeah. lot of that. In did you, Did you see it yesterday? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I never, I never equated like, oh, that's the damn parking. Like they're just using it to, right. you know, get their stuff ready. So. But Joshua Tree. So the other thing is. Uh, Christy's from, well, she's not from, she's originally from like Pennsylvania, but she's lived in Midland, Odessa for many, many years. And I grew up not far from there in Lubbock or right outside of Lubbock. And I'm just going to go ahead and uh, correct that. I'm actually from originally from the UAE. I lived in Pennsylvania during high school. Yeah. Yeah. But you were born in the UAE and then like Born and raised throughout the Middle East. And you left when you were like five? No, I left when I was 12. Oh, 12. Okay. And uh, but you were you spent you've been in Odessa for several years. I have, and then but yesterday in Joshua Tree, you were like, "This is like Midland." And it I, pretty much was, I, and that yeah. I told you, I told you, it was like it's a it's it's got like that. I mean, it's like I don't know. It, I mean, it's different, but it reminds you. Midland like Odessa slash yeah. uh, El Paso. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought the same thing the first time that I was out there. I, th- I thought the same thing, and I just didn't. I didn't get it right away. I was like, oh, what is the fascination with this? This is just like kind of like where I grew up. Yeah, but, but once you, I don't know. There's something about Joshua Tree. Once you, well, once you experience the magic of the park, I think the, it may change your perception. The park makes the yeah. place definitely. Without it, it would be. And hard to find the light yeah. <laughs> and then if we we should have went to the joshua tree saloon and we should have went to pappy and harriet's and that those are two iconic places that like but it's crazy because like la people are just fascinated with joshua tree like everybody goes out there and yeah well when you it's, live on a slab of concrete you that that type of place would yeah you would wanna, appeal you want to escape to nature yeah and everybody goes out there and does shrooms and gets up and does yoga and sees the ufos sees the ufos <laughs> oh we did go to giant rock yeah yeah we went to giant yeah we rock. did but it was spray painted so it wasn't oh, nearly yes. as spiritual i don't think so the giant rock if you're not familiar with it is like this they say it's the largest freestanding boulder in the world mm-hmm. i've read that but i don't know if that's actually a fact but that's what i've heard and um I guess about a year ago, I was hearing that van lifers were going out there and living around Giant Rock because it's kind of free, open range. I'm not sure if it's BLM land, but when we got out there, there from the last time I was there, there was lots and lots and lots of graffiti mm-hmm. and lots. And it just seemed um, it there's lots of um, what's the word I'm looking for? It just it seemed a little transient now or something i don't know it's well just, it seemed like there were some people living out yeah, there yeah yeah which is weird yeah because i i've been out there and like i told her there's like some graffiti and stuff up on the the hillside next to giant rock but nobody ever really painted giant rock yeah but it's uh it was a little re- trashy it's really sad to see that i was yeah. really disappointed to see that but you know people are 
people are people. They're going to do whatever they want to do, it seems like. Well, I guess that's why people start um, needing tickets to get into places anymore, right? You make it for free and nobody out there to stand guard and that kind of thing happens. Absolutely. Yeah. As sad as that is to say, but, you know, that's absolutely the truth. Yeah. I mean, and like Joshua Tree, the park, the national park, is it's $30 again, but people damage stuff out there. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I didn't see I didn't it wasn't too bad when we were out there not a lot of trash in fact I don't remember seeing really any trash at all mm -mm. no the the rangers out there keep that park really clean and yeah, pristine and they're like, on top of things and when something does happen out there that it's all over the media I mean they you know what I mean like when yeah. the dam when the somebody graffitied the dam a few years ago and oh, broke no. broke a couple of that that sign remember when we come in that they said it used to be here and right. now it's in safe safe because somebody broke that it was like a memorial to one of the miners or somebody. The ranchers, there. right? One oh, of the, the ranchers? Yeah, the rancher. Yeah. yeah. And so I guess somebody, like, damaged the sign, so now they've got it, like, I don't know, hidden in storage yeah. somewhere, which is it's sad. It's very sad. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I wanted – I told Christy we could go to, like, Big Bear or we could go to Joshua Tree, and I ended up picking – she's like, you pick, and so I picked Joshua Tree. For the simple fact of, you know, like in a month, it's going to be so hot out there. So it's right the opposite. It was cold out there this time. And in a month or two, it's going to be so hot. Right. It could be, yeah. I mean, if you enjoy just scorching alive, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's great. But usually people like, uh, it's funny because you see the tourists come out there right, right in the middle of the summertime. And you're just like going. I, I couldn't imagine spending four hours out there like we did yeah. in the summertime. Yeah, it's really, really, it can get really, really warm. Um uh, but I don't know. I, I still love Joshua Tree. I've uh, spent mu much, much time there. Uh, lots of time hiking the park, taking pictures and stuff like that. Yeah. So when I moved out there, that was my, like my whole goal was just to do as much scenic photography as I could because I really didn't do that. And it was a part of the photography thing I'd never really learned or been very good at. So, right. you know, I'd get on Instagram and see all these beautiful landscape, you know, uh, photographers doing landscapes I'm like I have to conquer this once and for all so yeah that's what that's what living out in Joshua Tree did for me is I finally finally was able to have some decent landscape photography did you find it challenging I found it challenging um compared to like studio photography because you're in charge of everything like I can move the lighting you know what I mean you, right. know, you're, you can literally manipulate everything to have this little nucleus to make the image to exactly the way you want it. Right. And when you do landscape photography, you're at the mercy of the elements. You know what I mean? Right. Like if, like if I wanted to go out there and shoot on a clear night, if it was cloudy, you know what I mean? You're just, it's. You're so, kind of screwed. Yeah. But um, it took me a while to figure out like how to find pretty pictures when I started. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I'd shoot something. It just looked like some random person shot it out the window. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just didn't. It didn't pop, you know. Yeah. You got to have a an, an amazing image pops, and I would shoot something. I would see it in my eye, and I would see it and like, oh, that's a great photo, and then I would take it and I would look at it and like, that's not a great, you know, it's just right. flat. There's not really anything to it. Uh, what I seen in my eye didn't transfer over to the image I'd captured. Sure. Which is a lot of photography. I mean, that's what the magic of photography photography is is being able to look at a photo or look at something and then take it and have it what you C is real, it, but it's got to pop. You know Agreed. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but once I figured out the night stuff and doing the, the night f 
photography it really took off from yeah there. yeah but i did it right the opposite of all the other f- night photographers because if you get on like if you get on uh google and you google joshua tree park at night uh-huh those photographers are doing uh you know 30 60 second exposures where you can see the milky way and everything in the back sure they're beautiful images but i didn't want to do that because that's what everybody was doing yeah so my photography ended up being uh my niche ended up being what i called uh what the hell would i call them uh like day night photography because i would i would um shoot only when the full moon mm-hmm. only when there was a full moon which every other night photographer they want it pitch black right if there's a full moon you're not going to be able to catch the milky way and all that stuff sure so i just kind of went and i love those photos don't get me wrong i'm not trashing any of those guys but it's just i wanted to do something that was different yeah it wasn't like what everybody else was doing so i used the full moon to make photos that look like they were daylight even when they were shot in the middle of the night yeah some of your stuff is pretty gorgeous yeah, I showed that the last time we did this uh, this podcast. I guess I could do it again. <laughs> I don't know if I have the energy, though. <laughs> like I said, we did this podcast for two and a half hours the other day, and I guess because everything, like, I don't know, we just kept going and going and going. It yeah. actually ended up really good, and today we're just kind of like, oh. Because <laughs> yeah. we've been going and going and going this whole two days. But um, So you're out in Bakersville. I am. And I, I have a, I love Bakersfield, Bakersfield as well. The Dwight Yoakam country music scene started out there and it's Bakersfield's got some country to it. I feel it does have yeah. some country to yeah. it. It, um, and what I like about it is it's so far out there. I mean, it's a good population, what, 300,000 maybe. Is it, I thought it's more than that. Is it 300,000? I think it's only it's right around 300, 350 maybe. It's a pretty good sized town. I mean, it's not it's like It's good a size, town. but it's not LA. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's close yeah. enough to, to LA. To LA that you can yeah. get to LA. Yeah. yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. Yeah, I mean, I took a two hour drive to the beach the other day. It was like, this is perfect. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you can live in Bakersfield without having to deal with all the LA traffic and. Right. Everything else right now that's coming with L.A. And housing is is so much better there than it is just about anywhere else in in, uh, California that I've seen so far. Have you looked at, like, rental properties and stuff out there? Mm Mm-hmm. And they're pretty decently priced? I mean, they they rival Midland, so there's not really much difference. Yeah. I haven't ever looked out there. I told told Christy, like, when I first moved to – or when I first moved to Joshua Tree – it was before this influx of L.A., the whole hipster thing. Remember, do you remember the hipster thing? I do. Yeah. When the whole hipster thing hit L.A., everybody started communing kind of out there in Joshua Tree. It was like a new discovery for L.A. people. Yeah. But when I went out there and was looking at properties, there were no... I mean, you had L.A. people out there, but they were living out there. They were like retirees that had moved or people that were escaping L.A., but you didn't have this whole airbnb scene that you have now sure so you could literally find really decent property to rent for six seven eight hundred dollars like if you were spending twelve fourteen hundred dollars on a house it was a nice house with a pool and really yeah you had everything with it and now it's not that way like the little house that we stayed in if it was a rental property would probably rent for eleven hundred twelve hundred i mean and that's just insane right for just a place to come home to at nighttime i absolutely totally agree Mm -hmm. i absolutely totally agree I mean, I used to have this uh, fascination, you know, with all of the Hollywood Hills, modern modern homes, and, you know, and I just don't anymore. No, yeah. not if you have to work to live. Exactly. If it's, you know, 
40 even if 40 percent of your freaking income it's just to me that's just too much i'd rather travel i do too i'd rather yeah take off somewhere going to other people's houses it's it's oh it's so pretty it's beautiful but it's because you don't have to pay for it (laughs) you couldn't have said that better yeah you start paying for all that stuff that you know that freaking $700, $800 $700, $800 a month electric bill because you got that big-ass house. Or more out here. Electric is absolutely it's it is. insane. When I had my uh, two-story loft in downtown Long Beach, mm-hmm. that place was only 1,200 square feet. But it was a two-story. And the first summer, and I, one reason I rented that place is because it had commercial air conditioning on it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the first summer, I turned that air conditioner on, and I was like, I hadn't had an air conditioner because a lot of places out here don't have air conditioners. Right. You know this, yeah. And so, I mean, like Ken's house in right there in, in Huntington. Yeah, that's a $2 million house. There's no air conditioning on that I house. I know. That's, yeah. That just blew my mind. Yeah. yeah, and there's a lot of houses like that that, you know, they just don't have any air conditioning. If, right. Especially if the more, more, inla- or the more inland to the ocean, uh-huh. the closer to the ocean, the less houses will have air conditioner. Okay. Because I guess back in the day, it was cool enough, mm-hmm. even during the hottest summer months, that you really didn't need it. Not the case anymore. But if you move out towards Riverside and out towards the IE, what they call the IE, mm-hmm. there's houses with air conditioning out there because it gets warm. Or even in the valley, okay. like uh, Calabasas. I'd heard, you know, through the grapevine, the electricity was more expensive here, you know, than like Texas and stuff. Yeah, a so, lot more. So I set my uh, air conditioner at 80 degrees or 82 degrees i think you know what my first electric bill was had been like 600 bucks it was like four five forty yeah that yeah. is just and I was, an oh my lanta moment and <laughs> for sure and the 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 whole thing of it was is why it freaked me out so much is i was never there yeah i was never there mm-hmm. but you know in texas you know we had my ex-wife and I, we had a huge, not a huge house, but we had a pretty good-sized house with 12-foot yeah. ceilings in the living room and 8-foot ceilings in the bedrooms. And so we would set the air conditioner like at 72, 74, and yeah. just leave it. We uh-huh. never touched it. It just kept it comfortable in the house. It'd be 100 degrees outside for 20 days in a row in Texas, and we'd get a bill for 300 320 you right. know? And we would freak out about that. Oh, my God. We're going to turn the thermostat up. Yeah. yeah. And it was crazy. So I thought, well, I'll just use the air conditioner on the hottest days when I need it uh, in the loft. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Same thing. Really? If, you use that, if I turned that air conditioner on, I'd get a $500 electricity bill. And somebody told me it was because they co-op electric out here. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't use the air conditioner, my bill would be 130, 160, you know. But that's like still that. so much for not using your air conditioner, yeah, you know. True. And I was just a single guy. That's yeah. the other thing I used to think about like what do these people are doing, you know, that are like families living in multi or living, you know, like living in a family home. I wonder what their electricity bill is. Right. I have no idea. It's like weird. I should ask uh, Kim and Brent, what their electric bill is because they got a big house, they got a pool. I mean, not a pool, a hot tub. And They've a sauna, got a few fountains and fountains a couple kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to know what their their electricity bill is. Yeah, yeah. It's everything is insanely priced out here. So it is people. insanely priced, and everything is so is made to be so hard to do. So just like getting things done, like you know, getting a job, trying to open a business, anything. 
oh, yeah. is a nightmare. And they make it so expensive to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then when you add in the taxes that you have to pay for the state of California, it's just really, to me, it, it became where it really wasn't worth it. Right. Like I used to have like RAV Media Group LLC that I filed for my LLC and everything. And it was just such a headache. It is. Like in Texas, you didn't have any of that stuff. Mm-mm. None of it. No. You know, like when I did um, Nordall USA in Texas, I mean, it was like, you just file for your LLC and you, you're good to go. You know exactly. I mean? you don't really, you know, as long as you keep up with your business taxes and stuff like that, that's all there is to it. Exactly. Now here, there's just so much red tape and it's, it's just, I don't know. I don't know how, I think, I look at little, you know, I look at like the sandwich shop that's in the corner down here. Yeah. You know, they have to go through all the same stuff as like Microsoft or, you know, any of these big corporations that have multi-million dollars to do this stuff they have to go through the same kinds of red tape it's crazy right i really wonder how they're they're surviving you know what i mean or if it's just stuff like that or you know you take it as a loss a little tax write-off for bigger parts of your your company yeah i know uh you know waste management waste management the trash Uh so waste management like i think it's been like 10 years now it seems like yesterday but i think it's like 10 years ago they wanted to build uh, like a big, oh, what did they call them, where you take the, where they all take the trash, the uh, landfill. Okay. They wanted to build a new landfill facility with a new waste management facility. Sure. Because California really needed it. And, but California kept, they, they spent like six years trying to get all the approval for the permits and stuff. And oh this is God. waste management. And they didn't get it? They finally just said, F it. And you know what they did? What? Waste management. They moved to Phoenix, put the put the facility in in Phoenix, and within less than like five years, it's all done up and running. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was running within like two or three years. Yeah. They built like this multi-hundred-thousand-square-foot facility and everything. Everything that they were looking at doing here in California, they did it over there. And there's actually a video, you know, the guy talking about it. And uh-huh. He goes, we'll never do anything in California again. It's just not worth it. That's why, you know, I've heard that time and time again. Yeah, it's just not worth it. And it's funny because I was giving you a hard time because everybody here is le- is jumping off California like rats off a sinking yeah. ship, moving to, <laughs> moving to Texas or Florida or Nashville, and you are out Austin, and you are coming to California. Yeah, yeah. You you know I've never I've never done what everybody else does. Absolutely, I go against the yeah. grain on everything, yeah. whether whether it's good or bad plus you needed a, you needed a new start <laughs> yeah i did and as much trash as i talk i mean i talk a lot of trash about california and stuff and what people don't understand is when i lived in texas i talked a lot of trash about texas yeah because there's a lot of things about texas that i do not like and mm-hmm. like we were talking about earlier the last time i was there i went downtown with my uh, youngest son to fly my new drone to get some cool downtown footage of uh you know and that's something you can do here in la you can't do in la now Oh, I would imagine that's a permit. no-no. Yeah, yeah. you have a permit. Uh, but we went downtown Dallas to fly my new drone, and uh, it was like 1130 at night on a Friday or Saturday. And we're walking across from Deep Ellum to Reunion Tower because I knew a little parking lot over there where I could – I wanted to get downtown, and I wanted to get Reunion Tower. So. Uh-huh. And just like buzzards, man, it's just like Dallas, Dallas PD, DPD are just moving around. And just literally pulling people over one after another. Yeah. And as much trash as people talk about cops here in, in like California, they have no idea. Oh, no. Texas no idea. Texas cops are out for blood. Out for blood. Yeah. And, and it doesn't matter who you are. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, look, they're going to, you know, I, I've, since I've lived here for going on 15 years. Yeah. Or like 
close to 15 years. I don't even know. I'd have to count. I'd have to do it on my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Since I've lived here the time I have, which has been more than a decade, um, I've known lots of Californians that were going to visit Texas for the first time. Right. You know, that they've never been there. And they would ask me like, hey, Rav, we're going to go to Houston for the, you know, for the week or, you know, we're going over there. Like, is there anything you can tell us? Like what, you know, is there anything? And I'd be like, let me give you one piece of advice. And they'd, if they were driving, you know, especially if they were driving into Texas or even going through Texas, like yeah. going to, I don't know, Florida or anywhere wherever they're going. I would tell them, like, look, when you hit the Texas state line, you're going to start seeing these signs that say, don't mess with Texas. Don't think that's just a state motto. Yeah, they don't. mean that <laughs> shit. Yeah. yeah, if you've got weed in the car, if you've got anything, in the, you're going to go straight to jail. It's like Monopoly. You're not going to pass go. You're just going to go straight to jail. Right. I mean, they love incarcerating people in Texas for yes. anything. If they can get you in their system, they'll get you in their system. Like here in California, here in California, we don't have any stake in income tax. Right. So my philosophy is that they, in Texas, they use that judicial, judicial system over there to make up a lot of the money. I know they have, the, like you mentioned the other day, they have the lottery. The Texas lotto, yeah. yeah but I still feel like they use the judicial system over there to make up a lot of the money that they don't make because they don't have a state income tax. Absolutely, they do. Because they are so gung-ho about you know, Once you're in the system, you it's a very difficult to get out of the system. Of yeah, exactly. And they like to keep you in the system. They do. And, like, I knew a guy that when he was, I think he was 20 or 21 years old. Good kid. Mm -hmm. Now, he was a juvenile delinquent when he was a, when he was a juvenile. He was literally a juvenile delinquent. Okay. Uh, so he had gotten in trouble in uh -huh. Texas, you know, as a juvenile. And then when he turned 18, he was still getting in trouble. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that whole, you know, kids, I was the same way, you mm -hmm. know, kids in Texas. I don't know, it's Texas for sure. Uh, and then they get in the system and they're in the system. So this kid had gotten in trouble and I don't know, maybe he'd gotten caught. For, I don't know what he did, but maybe he got caught like breaking in cars. You know, that's a big thing with teenagers in Texas and stuff. And, but he had, he had gotten in trouble a couple of times and uh, he went and I don't, this has been a long time ago, so I'm just trying to remember, but he had went. And he was on, he had gotten in trouble and he was on probation. But if he broke his probation, he would go to prison for like five years because mm -hmm. he had had one juvenile or one, ju a couple of juvenile things. And he had had a couple of adult cases. So the second adult case, they put him on, I think it was five years probation, sure. five years probation. Yeah. Or two years probation. I don't remember. Five, no, five years probation. Anyway, long story short is he got his life together. Mm-hmm. Got married, had a baby, doing great, full-time job, becoming a full-time... Maybe he was 23, 24. I just don't I remember he was really young. And he was doing everything any kid his age should be doing to be a good person, you know, a good person and a, a productive member of society. Uh -huh. Well, him and his wife had a baby. The baby was six months, maybe six, seven months old. And they hadn't been out one time since the baby had been born. And because the, the wife didn't want to leave the baby. Mm -hmm. you know I mean? But finally the baby's like six months old. And the husband's like, the guy's like, let's go out this weekend. Let's go do something. So they got her mom to watch the baby. And then they went out. They went to nice dinner, drinks, went to a movie. You know, just having a little couple night. You know what yeah. I mean? And on the way home, 
because I think they were living with his mom at the time or maybe her mom but they decided to get a little frisky so they stopped at a park this is in Dallas mm-hmm. they stopped at a park and was you know Doing nobody in the thing. park nobody <laughs> in the park right just them yeah and you know they're in the back seat of the car doing their thing you know having a little couple time yeah and Dallas Police Department oh gosh yeah. so in California if that happened I could I mean I'm you know there's always going to be an exception to it but yeah. m- I believe in California if that happened the officers would tell you look you're in a public park put your clothes on have a nice night we're going to come back around don't let us see you again right that'd be the end of it they yanked him out of the car mm-hmm. she's naked and they won't even let you know let her get her clothes on you know what I mean yeah and get out of the car now you know what I mean yeah they get him out of the car well, because he was on probation, they arrest both of them for public indecency, okay. public nudity, and threw the book at him. Yeah. Because he was on probation, that nulled his probation, and he went to prison for the rest of the remainder. Oh, my gosh. But the caveat to that, even the worst part of it, so this is the shit, man. People don't realize, I, I, I rag on California. This made my head spin about Texas. So, and I don't think they can do that now. I've heard they passed the law where they don't do this. But at this time, this was probably 2000, 2000, maybe 99. So he got in trouble. He got arrested. He called his probation officer, told him what had happened. He kept going and reporting to his probation officer. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing was said. Everything's cool. Everything's hunky-dory. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got, oh, we understand. You know, yeah. you got a little additional exposure. It's okay. So he's going to the probation, going to probation, okay. His last probation meeting, he goes in to make his probation payment and report for the last time, and there's a cop there to arrest him, and they arrested him, his last probation, for the arrest that had been like nine months before or a year before. Right. Because he broke probation then, but they wanted all those probation payments before they actually arrested him and revoked his probation. Oh, my Atlanta. And then he went to prison for two or three years. His wife left him. You know, he was in Oh, prison. really? Yeah. I mean, that's, and they don't care that it's just care, absolutely dude. ruining your life for no Always, reason. For no reason. Right. And then, and then. Uh, you go to prison and there's no bigger education uh-huh. for a criminal. I mean, it's, I call it, I call it criminal university Yeah. because you take a good kid that's really never been in trouble, but he does, he screws up somehow, ends up in prison, mm-hmm. you know, and now he, he knows how to make a shank out of oh, a oh. paperclip. <laughs> once he gets you know? out, you know, he'll know how to, you know, he'll know how to pick locks and burglarize everything. You yeah. know what I mean? And plus he's got a criminal history now, so he can't get a job. Exactly. So now he's just a criminal. Yeah. And so Texas is, you know, California has its own problems, too. But Texas is, I don't know, it's on another level when it comes to their judicial system. It really is. And, and it's it's not to keep anybody safe half the time. It's just to be sadistic. And generate income, yeah. generate money for the state. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, that's one of my biggest. And it's funny because I've said this on my, uh, you know, my YouTube channels before, like, the cops in Texas are ridiculous. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the last time that I was in Texas, was it the last time? Maybe the second to the last, because I went to my brother's wedding in October. But before that, when I was over there in my RV, I saw you, mm-hmm. I think, when I was in my little white camper van. No, you were actually at your brother's place on oh, the yeah, Bell Ranch. Get, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, uh, let me try to, I don't know. Was, I was in Texas, and at my buddy uh, Travis down by Lake Whitney. Okay. By Dallas. And he, he lives down there, 
and we went down there and we were and it's 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 pretty remote uh-huh. but it's not you know but it's kind of a remote area and we had decided we wanted to go out he was actually helping me with my rv he was doing some work on my rv that i needed i had all of these little mechanical issues and he's an amazing mechanic okay so he was just and i've known him since i was like 13 and we got arrested together as a matter of fact when we were kids oh no a high-speed chase with the cops (laughs) and i was driving uh but anyway we go down there and he's working on my rv and basically he took us like a week for a week to fix it so uh, we wanted to go out, have some drinks one night, you know, and just go check out, you know, the nightlife. He's telling me, dude, there's no nightlife around here, but there's some bars, you know, we can go to. And his mom is like, which his, I, I dated his older sister. So I've known his, his mom since, you know, I've known his mom for years and she's known me since I was a kid too. And uh-huh. she's like, yeah, there's like a little bar I go to too. You know, you guys can go there. And Travis like, yeah, we'll go to that bar. So the bar is closed at 1130, which is crazy. But oh, anyway, that is wild. we go to the bar and yeah. we get his mom to drive us because we don't want to be drink, drinking <laughs> and driving. Right. Because it's, it's uh, like, I don't remember what, uh, what was Harris County it was Harris County. Cause I remember. And so we get his mom uh-huh. to grown ass men to drive us to the bar. Cause we do not want to get a, t- you know, get a DUI or DWI over there. And the bar closes like 1130, which was crazy. I was like, what? Like yeah. I ordered another beer and he goes, you have to drink it fast. Cause we're, I'm like, what clock wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? I thought they yeah. closed at two. You know what I mean? He's like, no, we close it during the week. We close at 1130. And I think they closed at 12 on the weekend. If I remember right. Oh, really? That was crazy. I'd never seen anything like that. Ever, anywhere I've been, I'd never seen the bars close at 1130. But anyway, so we call his mom, you know, the other bar is going to close 1130. So she comes and picks us up and we back out. And, you know, it's a country ass bar, just like Joshua Tree Saloon that we went by. You know, it's just and we back out, get pull up on the road and uh-huh. start back towards the house. And as soon as we go through the stop sign, a Harris County SUV, oh, no. de- uh, deputy sheriff pulls out behind us. And I said, and as soon as we passed and we looked, you know, we looked, I was like, oh, I said, oh, there's a cop. <laughs> and Travis goes, yep. And he's going to probably pull us over. And Travis Mom goes, why are you doing anything wrong? Anything, you know, we keep, and we didn't get. You didn't get pulled over? No, we didn't get a hundred yards. Oh. And he already's up behind us and pulled us over. And so we get pulled over. Uh-huh. He comes up around the freaking, you know, the door to. Mm-hmm. So he thinks we've been drinking as he sees us leave the bar. And then he gets to Travis's mom, which she's elderly you know what i mean yeah and he's he gets up there and he's like i need to see your license and registration you know and she does all that stuff and uh he goes she goes why'd you pull or travis is yelling at him that didn't help <laughs> things anyway. he's like, why'd you pull us over and then uh travis mom goes why'd you pull me over and he goes well because your uh registration's expired and travis mom's funny because she just goes huh that's funny because i just renewed it like a couple of weeks ago it wasn't expired he, right. he shined his flashlight on which I don't even think they have the sticker anymore. They have the window. sticker on the window. Oh, they do. Yeah, they do. Maybe it wasn't registration. Maybe or is it was it registration or uh, inspection? I don't know. I just, well, your inspection is in your registration. Okay, so now. I just know he looked at it and he's like, uh, "Yeah, it's it, your is expired." And she's like, "Well, that's kind of funny because I just renewed it two weeks ago." You know yeah. What I mean? And then he goes, "Oh, oh, oh, your uh, license plate lights out," and we all went, "Oh, because we didn't know." Like, yeah. And we're thinking, "Okay, it, yeah." So anyway, Travis is uh, mouthing to him a little bit. You know what I mean? And then finally he like storms around to the Travis's side and yanks the door up and get out. And Travis like, what? And he goes, get out of the car. 
And Travis is like, I can get out of the car. He goes, get out of the car. I'm going to get you out of the car. Oh, my gosh. And he goes, and he, and tra- so Travis goes, okay. So it was funny because Travis is all like bowed up. Yeah. And then when that cop could get out of the car, Travis like, okay. His <laughs> <laughs> attitude changed a little bit, but it's funny. So Travis gets out of the car. I ain't saying a word. The yeah. only thing I was saying is, Travis, you're sh- gets us out of the car and um or or gets Travis out of the car and knocks on the window with his flashlight goes you get out too and i'm like i'm not doing anything just get out of the car he's like all right so i'm like and i'm thinking to myself because i know the laws a little bit yeah and as long as i'm in the car i'm safe you know what i mean but if i get out of the car he could charge me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've been drinking, so he could charge me with oh, public, public intoxication, public intoxication mm-hmm. and all kinds of things. But I'm thinking, as long as I'm in the car, I'm not in public. So, yeah. like, this stuff's going through my mind. And I know the cops over there are crooked as anyway. So, Big time. So, I get out, of, but I'm like, okay, I don't want to escalate this. So, I just get out of the car. We go to the back of the car, and he's like just literally almost you know just chastising travis really you don't talk to me like that boy do you know who you're talking you know that kind of bullshit yeah and then he turns around he goes i need to see your id now so travis gives him his id gives him his id and this this deputy sheriff's not like a young kid this guy's like maybe 55 you know he's an older guy right and he looks at me and he goes i need your id and i said he looked at me he goes your id he gives he gives me your id i need your id too and i was like you need my id he goes, yeah, your ID now. And I was like, I'm not driving. I'm in the back seat. I'm a passenger. Yeah. What do you need my ID for? He goes, give me your ID now. And I was like, you're not getting my ID ever. <laughs> and then he goes, I said, I'm in the back seat of this car. I'm not driving. Texas is not a stop in ID state. Right. Do you expect me of committing a crime? What crime did I commit? I said, I didn't even have to get out of the car. I'm just was trying to be cordial. Right. But if we're going to go there and then Travis starts going, <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> oh, no. You know what I mean? And so it turned into like this standoff. I was going to say yeah. Mexican standoff, but I may be racist now. <laughs> it turned into this standoff. Like, sure. Yeah. And so it, then here comes a city cop and. And because he's just standing there, telling, you're going to give me your ID. I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. You're not getting my ID. I said, if you expect, if you want to arrest me, if you expect me of committing a crime, arrest me. Yeah. But you're not getting my ID. And Travis is think Travis didn't understand that. He thought he's like, man, just give me your ID so we can get out of here, man. Come on. You know, he's yeah. Like, he, he, he thought y'all were going to jail. Yeah. yeah. He's, <laughs> this is getting a little, you know, this is getting a little intense. And I'm sure. Like, I'm like, dude, you want to take, I told him, you want to take me to jail, take me to jail, but you're not getting my ID. And uh, I said, I haven't done anything wrong. There's no reason for you to take my ID or for me to even show you my ID because I don't have to show you my ID. Yeah. So it just turned into this big freaking deal. And uh, he kept us there for like 40 minutes. Did he really? Yeah, just standing there. And then Travis was like, just give me your ID, dude. I got to pee so bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. I did too. But I was like, I was, you know, you know how I am. I yep. was hard headed. So I was like, Psh. I was like, he can either arrest me or fuck off. You yeah. know what I mean? Because he's not getting my ID. Yeah. So. Sure, and Travis did not know that. Travis thought, you know, because the cop's mad now. So he's the ship, the sheriff. He's running back and forth to his squad car, calling like, "What do I do?" You yeah. know, you know, trying to figure out if he can arrest me for some reason. You know sure. what I mean? Like, what can I do here? And then the city cop's standing there, and you know, I told you know, the city cop's like, "What's going on?" And it's a young kid for the city cop, and I'm like, 
he wants my ID and he's not getting it. And I say, and, he, and the cop goes, well, why don't you just give it to him and then he'll, you know, let you guys go and you can get on down the road. And I'm like, dude, I haven't you don't any, have to. I said, I haven't done anything wrong. Yeah. There's no reason for him to even ask for, he should not even be asking me for my ID. I haven't broken any laws. I was a passenger in the backseat of a car. I said, as a matter of fact, I shouldn't even had to got out because I wasn't doing anything. I didn't say a word. He just pulled me out of the car for no reason. Now he wants my ID. He's not getting my ID. Yeah. And the city cop literally goes, I understand what you're doing. It's, you know, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I, t I understand. And, you know, it's like, so I said, so he's, you know, I said, we're here. Yeah. He's not going to get my ID tonight. And finally, the sheriff comes up there and he goes, you guys are good to go. He gives Travis's ID. Oh, I bet and he I, hated that. And Travis looked at me and I was like, I told you. Because yeah. Travis thought. Travis didn't know that you didn't have to give them your ID. And so many people in Texas do not know you don't have to give them. And, you know, if, if you've broken a crime, but the problem is, is like people hear this and then they break a traffic law right. and get pulled over. And then the cop comes up there and goes, give me your ID. And they're like, I don't have to give you my ID. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah do. you do. <laughs> and then they get the window broken and get drug out of the car. Right. Because you've committed a crime. So you got to learn that lo the law. You haven't committed a crime. You do not have to, an ID in certain states. Like Louisiana, you do. Right. It's a, it's a so, stop in ID state. Oh, it is? Yeah. So if you get pulled over in Louisiana, and the co or not even pulled over, if you're walking down the street and the cop goes, hey, I need to see your ID, you got to give them your ID. Yeah. And if you try to do the Texas thing, you're going to go to jail. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you just got to know, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, but then the my where I'm going with this story is because I didn't give them my ID Every single day, three, four times a day, the Harris County Sheriff's Department was driving in front of. I was gonna say Travis might have to move now. <laughs> was driving was driving in front of yeah. Travis's house. Once you do that, yeah. the I mean, that's not it. If you're yeah. gonna stick around, yeah. and and they were looking at the ID, I mean, the license plates on my motorhome yeah. and everything. And so when I got ready to leave, you know, Travis is like, "Dude, you got to go out this way and go back around the lake," you know. And, and you I'll, shouldn't have to live yeah, like that. Exactly. So no. Yeah. So for all of you people out there that you know constantly hear me ragging on california texas is not perfect people think texas is perfect and no texas has a lot of amazing things about it but the you know when when everybody's you know chanting defund of the police i'm not into defunding the police because we're seeing the ramifications of that right now in la sure but like the um reform is necessary reform especially in states like texas and Absolutely. i would say probably alabama and you get into all those states where the cops just think they're above the law. They don't follow the law. Sure. They're, just, they're like bullies walking around with a gun. Now, you do have the same element here in California. Don't get me wrong. But it's like I tell everybody in California, if you're a law-abiding citizen doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're probably not going to have too many interac interactions with the cops. Right. You know what I mean? Like I was telling you yesterday, I had like this Nissan Maxima that I bought as a get around car. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I just like, I need like a little gas saver car. And I went and yeah. I saw a car that was exactly like Patty's car. You know, I was like, oh, I know that's a good car. So yeah. I bought it and, uh, you know, just paying for it. I bought it like one of those little tote the note places, you know. I mean, I don't even pay very much money for it. Do you remember that car? Did you see it? I don't think I did yeah. see it. Yeah, I didn't no. have it very long. You know what I mean? And I was driving it around downtown long beach all over california yeah with no license plates on it you know what i mean right yeah, never got pulled over just cruising around six months finally got pulled over by an <laughs> undercover cop in downtown long beach okay and he's like you don't have no plates on the car i'm like yeah i know they're 
he's like, I said, they're under the console or so, you know, I, and I was like, pulled them out. I'm like, right here. Yeah. You know, they're in the, and he knows they're in the vanilla oval. He's like, put the plates on the car. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like a month later, I get pulled over. Same cop. Oh, no. Same cop. No plates on the car. Oh, I still don't have the plates no. on the car. Same cop. And he walks up there and he's like, really? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, he's like, really? I'm like, okay, man, I will put the plates on the car. He goes, okay. So I, I leave, take off, go mm -hmm. back home. And I go do whatever I'm doing, you know what I mean? I'm not really thinking about it. Go home. Don't put the plates on the car. <laughs> like a month later, guess what? He pulled you over again. Pulled me over again. And he walks up there and he goes, Mr. Holly, he goes, look, he goes, this is the third time I've pulled you over with no plates <laughs> on the car. Oh, so if I pull you over again, I'm not only going to write you a ticket for no registration and no plates on the car. I'm going to have your car towed. Oh. And I was like, I promise you I will go home right now and put the plates on the car. And I, and I and did. He did. Yeah. But he, you know what I mean? But my, but the point of that story is you can't drive. You couldn't get out of your driveway. You back up out of your driveway woo, yeah. with no plates on the car in Texas. I mean, they look for stuff like that. If they can pull you over for any reason. Yeah. And that's what they do is they look over. for any reason whatsoever to pull you over. Any reason. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. But uh, and another thing out here, if you look around, it's not so bad now because they've cracked down. Huh? I don't know if they cracked down like before the pandemic or what but i really haven't seen it so much since like 2018 2019 uh -huh. but it used to be a, a huge thing out here in california like nobody put the plates on their car really yeah what they did is they'd go by if if it was a new really fancy car like if you had like a new sl 600 mercedes or something like that mm -hmm. or a high-end porsche or any none of those cars had plates on them they would have the little dealer thing the dealer tag? Not the tag, the little advertisement thing for the dealer. Oh, okay. Oh, I bought it at, you know, yeah. so-and-so, uh, uh, Newport Beach Porsche dealership. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that little advertisement that's there before you get your dealer plate. You get your dealer plate, and you pull that off and put your dealer plate on. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's just that little advertisement thing. So you could pull up to, and you might still be able to, I haven't noticed lately, but you could pull up to a red light, like in, if you're going through Hollywood or something, you could pull up to a red light and look around and there would be at least 10 cars that have any plates on them. Really? Yeah. But they started cracking down on that because I seen a YouTube video of a guy getting pulled over in Beverly Hills oh, okay. with no plates on it. So I think they finally cracked down on I'm that. I'm surprised they would have let, ever let anybody get away with that. You and know? it was tons of people. Tons really? Tons and tons of people, yeah. And my Land Rover, I did the same thing. I got a ticket for it because... I just never put the plates on it. I just left that deal. But I ended up actually getting a ticket, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I didn't have the plates on. and. Yeah, that wouldn't fly in Texas. Uh -uh. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Yeah. So what, what did you think about Joshua Tree overall? I really liked the park. Mm -hmm. It's probably the only reason I would go back is to go and do more of the trails in the park. I liked it okay. I did. It's just outside of the park. It's not really like wow. Yeah, you know, there's there's nothing to really see or do. It's it's not like um, I don't know. It's not like awe inspiring. You know what I mean? Right. The 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 the, the scenery right. for the town and stuff. You know what I mean? It's a little. I mean, it's it's the desert. Yeah. You know I mean, it's a desert. I'd like to go in the park at nighttime though, just because there's no light pollution at all. And I'd like to look at that sky because it was it was nice where we were staying, but there was still so much light pollution around us, enough to make it not so 
brilliant, you right. know. Like when you go to the Guadalupe Mountains and you yeah, look yeah, up yeah. in the sky and it's just like you see 18 universes out oh, there. Yeah. The the park is the same way. Yeah. The park is the same way, yeah. And as a matter of fact, like over where my house was, was mm -hmm. the same way. Oh, really? Even though there was light pollution over there on a really cool, I think a lot of it is, I was talking to my dad about this a while back, because I was telling him, you know, like, um, like my house there in Joshua Tree, which I showed you, it took me 10 times to figure out where it was, because there's so much stuff around it now. But um, when I lived in Joshua Tree, like I could just walk outside and look up the start and go, wow, you know, that whole wow, like you were talking about. Yeah. Um, and I was like, talking to my dad. I'm like, you know, it's so weird because when I grew up in Texas, like out where my dad is, it's in the middle of damn nowhere. I mean, it's 14 miles to Denver City. Sure. You know, it's literally nothing around there. There's no light pollution at all. Mm -hmm. And you see stars, but it's a different level. And I was talking to my dad about it, and he's like, oh, well, son, it's because you're up 4,000 exactly. feet in elevation. And he's, he was talking about that mountain air, something about the mountain air. There's a... Um, what did he say? It's something to do with the mountain air and the atmosphere. Okay. It causes a clearer atmosphere if the higher up you go. Yeah, it's thinner. Yeah, yeah it's I a mean, thinner. The air, right, right, air right. Thins out, and yeah. Air thins out. Yeah. So I, because it was so weird. Because I'd look, I'd be like, man, it's crazy. And I was like, you know, growing up in Texas, there was no light pollution at all, and you could see stars. Yeah. But they were faint stars. You yeah, know you mean? don't see faint. Yeah, yeah. The millions yeah. of stars that you exactly. can see out in the mountains. And that's that's the way Joshua Tree is at at. At certain times, I guess. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe the there was a lot of moisture in the air when we were there. You know what For I mean? For sure. Yeah. yeah. It was. It wasn't clear, but even at the same time, you weren't going to see the millions of stars in the sky. You were going to see the Big Dipper, the Little Dipper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what we yeah. typical things. Yeah. yeah what, but what I'm, but what I'm saying is, like during the summertime, mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's exactly what you're talking about. Like it's just brilliant. You, you can't see no stars. You know right. What I mean, there's no sky where there's not stars because you see the stars behind the stars. Sure. That makes yeah. Sense? Yeah. That's why people go out to the park and they literally take pictures because it's so easy to get like those brilliant thousands of stars pictures. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's, uh, I don't know. Like when I first went out to Joshua Tree, I was not impressed initially. And then I went to the park and then I don't know. I just fell in love with it. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. I mean, it's very, I, I don't, I guess because I'm not, there's nothing that spiritually attaches me, you know, that everybody talks about. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what what makes it so magical for so many people is the attachments that they end up developing right. over time as they kind of hang out there. And I mean, like for me, like going to a saloon, probably not going to do that a whole lot. Like yeah, it's not yeah. really my thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'd rather, what I'd rather do is find a lot of different things to spend all of the time there at, you know? Right. So at nighttime, I'm even going and exploring and looking for side roads and yeah, there's there was a couple of things I wish we could uh, we would have had time to done. I would have liked to went out to Kelso Dunes. I think you would have really liked that. Yeah, I'm sure uh, I would have. And Am, even Amboy is something to see. You know, mm -hmm. it's you know it's a desert little d deserted desert town out in the middle. You know, it's uh, in between. It's in between Joshua Tree or Twenty Nine Palms in Vegas. Okay. Yeah, I've you, been. Yeah. I, there was actually while I was coming into California, there was a car accident right in that area. Uh, 18 wheel or something so i spent a lot of time in amboy actually on the highway <laughs> oh on amboy yeah, highway yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 the amboy that is let me think i think that's route 66 i'm pretty sure that's old route 66 it might be yeah it is because it, i know but i don't yeah it, it is i usually on my on my gps i'll hit the you know get me take me off the highways mm -hmm. so i'm trying to do as many back rows as right. i can to a place and that's probably why i was on it because i don't know that it was 
a way that I've typically gone. I was just trying to think, because I know there's another highway that comes up, and that might be Amboy Highway that connects to Route 66, but I think it's Route 66 that is Amboy Highway. Okay. Yeah, old Route 66, which, you know, I-40 bypassed. Basically, Route 66 used to be 40. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And now they bypass. It's not really... I've been... I've been on Route 66 like tons of places. I'm sure you have too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Route six, Route 66 is really neat to to get onto and see some of the stuff that's there. A lot of it's abandoned, right. run down, and right. old, but still we're seeing. Yeah, even coming through uh, the Badlands in New Mexico. Yeah, my Harley. You know what I mean? Oh my God, I love Route that 66, area out there. Yeah, yeah. Or Billy the Kid and all that stuff out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll never forget. Like the last time I was coming through there on my Harley, um, coming to California. Uh, leaving Texas, leaving my dad's, and I was cruising through there, and it's a little bit like yesterday, but I could see a thunderstorm, yeah, like right over to the side of me. Like over here is beautiful blue, perfect skies. Mm-hmm. Over here, there's a thundercloud, and there's you can see the rain. Yeah, and I'm looking at it, going, "Wait, is that going to catch me?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I think that's going to catch <laughs> me." And I'm just cruising along. And because I'm not on one of the interstates, I think the speed limit was like 55. It typically is 55. And so I was like, oh, man, I'm going to have to kick it up. So I, like, kicked it up to, like, I was going probably 80, 85. And, of of course, past the freaking New Mexico State Highway Patrol. Oh, no. That's so rare brother, Yeah, my brother has told me, like, oh, be careful. These New Mexico cops are worse than Texas. I'm like, what? He goes, they will pull you over if you're a mile over the speed limit. And. He never even turned around. He just kept going. So I didn't know if, if he you're was on off some duty. back road. They probably do just I leave know you alone. He, well, I think I think he realized what I was doing because I was getting dripped on. You know For what sure. I mean? And it, if I kept if I slowed down at all, I could feel the rain start picking up on my back. But if I kept it like at eighty eighty five, I was basically out running the storm. Right. That's what I was doing, just out running the storm, and then cruised on up to Santa Fe and spent like five days in Santa Fe, and it was a good time. Yeah. I'm I'm less Santa Fe, more Taos person. Oh yeah, I love myself. Taos too. Yeah, I love Taos. I mean, Santa Fe is great, but I think it's a lot, a lot of the same people, a lot of the same type of areas, like Joshua Tree. Yeah, you know, they're true. They're very, very true. Yeah, I haven't been to Taos this since God, I don't know, years. I tell you, the last time, the scariest thing I've ever seen, and truly the scariest thing I've ever seen, was the last time I went to Taos. I took my children, my son. It was mm-hmm. nighttime. We're coming in, and my son's sitting in the front seat beside me. And we see somebody walking, but they're kind of walking weird, almost like they might be a little drunk. But this is a solid human being that we saw. And when it looked up at us as we passed by, it did not have a face. And my son looks at me, and I was like, I look at him like, oh, did, I, did I even did I see that right? And he goes, Mama, did you see that? Oh, my God, I did see that. <laughs> I did see it. But it was weird. It didn't have a face. So when I looked it up, the op- Oftentimes when these people, there a lot of people who are coming into Taos, right. will see like hikers like on like on the side of the road and what they say is somewhere in that area a cross will be knocked over. Like where somebody's died on the road oh, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wish I would have known that because I would have looked for like a knocked over cross. But that was I mean, the way the distortion of the face was the scariest, hands down the scariest thing I've ever seen. Because I saw it plain as day. It wasn't like I saw it out of the right. side of my eye. I literally looked over at him, and he looked directly at us. It was weird. Well, it's funny that you bring that up because we actually have a similar story that we talked about the last time we recorded this podcast of us. Yep. We were driving up 
to San Francisco, or we had already been to San Francisco. Yeah, we were coming back. And we were coming back to L.A. or Long Beach when I lived in Long Beach. When mm-hmm. was this? What year was that? 13, 12? It would have probably been 2013, 2014. Okay. 2013, probably. Yeah, probably 2013. And so we're coming back from San Francisco, and I told Christy, I said, we should, we could go the five, and it would zip us right to Los Angeles. I said, yeah. but the Route 1 is something everybody should see. And I said, but it's going to be hairy, because I had just done it on my Harley. And it was one of the most heart-pounding things you know I've, we were talking about my, <laughs> yeah. my mountain climbing and stuff yeah. but it was one of the things where i really wasn't sure i was going to come out on the other side alive doing that on a harley at night right um and i said but let's go route one and because i want you to see it and we were supposed to leave early and because of me i think probably surely we didn't <laughs> leave till later yeah so we ended up on route one at night in the middle of the night yep. and for those of you that don't know if you're in some other part of the country and you've never done route one through california it's absolutely stunningly beautiful in parts of it it sure is but it's super sketchy because it's this little tiny in parts this little tiny two-lane road and you're literally hundreds i don't know maybe thousand maybe thousand but you're hundreds of feet up in the air yeah with no breakdown lane or anything on the side of you so i remember looking out the window when she was driving i would look out the window and i was looking straight down and I would yeah. think, and I would, I would feel the car drift a little bit and I'd be like, I don't you, be doing that. Yeah, you know you what can't I mean? mess don't up. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and we were cruising along there and, um, uh, and she's, and she's funny because she drives everywhere. So I don't really worry about her driving. And, but I, I'll never forget cause I looked over and it, I had like a moment of like, you know, like when you, they talk about having that that re-stimulation of like drugs you've done in the past exactly yeah so i like look over at you just like out of the <laughs> corner of my eye you know just to get it you know because i know my heart's like you know i was i was a little you know and i look over at you my knuckles are white you're like on the freaking steering wheel dude <laughs> like you're like your chin's like on the wheel because you're like looking at like and well I there look, was so much fog you yeah. couldn't see to the front of your car and and, and i was like Okay, well, I'm not the only one here that's finding this a little bit sketchy. And so we're cruising along there. We're cruising along, and I have no problem worried about her not paying attention because she's on, she, she gets it. And because I told her, I said, some of these are going to, we're going to be going down and they're just going to dip right back. And yeah. If you don't slow down enough, we're going to go over. Yeah. And because they'll go down, the, the road will go and you'll be going up and it'll literally just whoop. And it says like five miles an hour and you're used to 15, right. you know, for a slowdown, you, you got 15 or 30 miles an hour to make that little curve. No, it's five. And yeah. if you're going 15, that's going to be too fast. Right. Yeah. And so, but we're cruising along there and I look and I'm like, what, what? And I don't say anything. <laughs> and, and I don't we, either. And we literally, we literally just went and I went. Did you see that? <laughs> did you see that? Did you see that? And and you looked at me and go, did you, yeah, did you saw that? I was like, yeah. And it was like, and literally, it was literally somebody in the road. Wave, trying to wave us down to, in the middle of our lane. Trying to wave us down in the middle of our lane. And we're way up on the mountain or on the cliffs on a two-lane road. Yeah. 
And she and it was funny because she was not stopping. I was she, not. It, not. That stopping. was a horror yeah. movie waiting to happen, and he, I know better. <laughs> he was literally in front of us, like waving, like stop, 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 and she didn't even like. <laughs> I'd rather hit him. <laughs> she, she didn't even like venture over a little bit or anything. She just like kept right on plowing forward. But the weird thing about it is what I was telling you like yesterday is, or the other day when we did the podcast is what, cause I li relived that after we did it, you know what I mean? Or I, I looked back on it in my head cause it didn't make sense to me because, and what I finally realized didn't make sense to me is he like, I remember him like jumping like yeah, out of the way. Right, right at the his, last second yeah. too. And, and when he jumped, his arms went like, you know, like, Oh, you know, like the car was going by him. Right. And we passed him. And then I looked in the, the, the side view mirror and I saw him still back there waving, you know, like stop, stop. Yeah. But the thing that, that really freaked me out after I, cause you know, when you can't put some, put it, you, you, something just didn't make sense with that. Right. I mean, even though it was creepy as to begin with yeah it we was. both found it creepy but something for me didn't make sense of that but i wasn't putting that detail together until i stopped and and, and analyzed it in my head and i'm thinking wait a minute he jumped out of the way to the right side of the car the passenger side of the car and we were able to pass him safely but there was nothing for him to stand on on the right side of the car right oh i'm getting the chills because i just learned about this the other day that you saw him in the rear view mirror waving in the in the at side view still. mirror he was still waving even the, if there was something on the side of that road he didn't have time to get up and start waving trying to wave us down from behind us but he didn't <laughs> fall we just we just missed him you know what i'm saying no like i know i never saw him hit the ground but i definitely saw him fly like superman from the car you know because it was like right at the last second then he got out of the way because yeah, i wasn't yeah, yeah. stopping yeah, yeah yeah it was like and but so my deal was is so when i looked in the side view mirror and he was still back there like hey hey, hey you know i i don't couldn't hear him but I'm yeah th thinking he was probably yelling hey 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 but then i stopped and analyzed that and like i said like the tire of the car is literally on that that he would have been standing on the white line right our tire was literally on the white line right because as we were driving even though it was dark i could still you know, I was looking out the side, you know, and I could see the white line and I'm thinking, okay, on the other side of that white line is the abyss. Yeah. Hopefully she don't like, you know, <laughs> sneeze, sneeze or like <laughs> drop something. Yeah. And, oh God. You know, and how you look down and whoop, uh, off the side of the cliff you go. Yeah. But then when we passed that guy and he was still back there waving and I'm, it finally dawned on me, like what was throwing me off on that is like, he jumped out of the way, but there was nothing over there for him to stand on as he jumped out of the way. So he would have literally dived right off the cliff. Off the cliff. Right. To be able to jump out of the way. Because right. you didn't swerve. Now, if you had swerved around him, he could have been, he would have been fine. Right. But since you stayed steady and he jumped and we went right by him. Right. There's nothing over there but air for him to stand on. Mm -hmm. So I'm still confused on. Oh, that gives me even bigger creeps and validates my point on not stopping for somebody waving me down for help in the middle of the night and the funny thing is is i think it's you because you had the same experience almost with your son well i, I okay so yes maybe. i mean i i mean i just that just dawned on me you know when you said the the story with your son because i never knew that and if you've, you've had that happen twice. Oh, I've had that happen way more than yeah. twice. But yeah, I, I, that's been going on all my life. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah. I've never had that happen before, and I've been everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've yeah. driven thousands and thousands of miles. I've never had, I've never seen that before. You know and he kind of goes, well, I mean, just on our trip this past, this past few days, you know, going through the park yesterday, there was something walking behind oh, us. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And for like three or four yeah. times it happened, I kept turning around, yeah. and there was nothing there, and it just gave me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, that was, uh, I was super tired. You know, because we hadn't slept, so I kind of chalked it up. When I was hearing it, mm-hmm. I was chalking it up to just I'm so tired, you know, that I'm looking back and, you know, the person has peeled off the, the trail. But, yeah, when we were in Joshua Tree, I'm not saying it was a ghost. I don't know right. what it was. But we would be walking on the trail, and because the sand out there is not like regular, like, desert, what you believe, like the Sahara Desert. That it's very desert. coarse beach sand. Very coarse, like, beach sand. Yeah. But as you step on it, there's a it makes this distinct crunch sound. It sure does. And we would be walking and I was hearing footsteps behind us and because I was so tired I was just saying I was just thinking it was Christy. Yeah. But then, you know, logically I'm thinking, wait a minute, she's in front of me. And so I would look back and there's nothing behind us. And then I'm like, Okay, I'm just you know, I'm like I'm delirious because yeah. I'm so tired. So I didn't think too much about it. But then I looked back one time and I'm like I keep could swear I could hear somebody walking behind us, and you went. I'm here. I heard. Him. I was so glad too. you had said something. I had heard him too, because <laughs> I was. I was literally was horrible. Every time I looked back, I was like, because I would hear the crunch, crunch, crunch. I'd be like, because we would pass people on the trail as well. We would. And so I was thinking, well, they must have turned around and they're following right behind us. Like one time we passed really close to someone, and as soon as we passed them, I was hearing them walking behind us for a while. And then I turned around and they weren't there. Well, yeah, and I, I mean, it would see, get so I could close. I them way back there. They never moved. Right. They were still way back there. And it was getting so close that I thought, oh, I need to move out of the way. So I would look back to move out of the way and, oh, like the hair would stand up on the back of my neck. I'm like, oh, maybe if I say something, he's going to think I'm crazy. So when you did say something, it's like, oh, my God, thank God I'm not insane. It was it was validation. Yeah. It wasn't just you. The, the other thing is like, so... I've never really had too many paranormal experiences in my life. And I lived out of Joshua Tree for years. I hiked that park by myself in the middle of the night countless times. But I was showed her when we got to the park, this one rock formation. And we, you know what I was thinking is when we did that video, uh-huh. uh, the one I put on my Instagram stories. Yeah. We, we, we literally recorded that. And I didn't mean to right where that happened. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. But, and then think about it. Then we heard footsteps the rest of the day. Yeah. But I had a, I actually had an experience out at Joshua Tree National Park one night, and I ended up blogging about it. And you can find it on my old blog at Blogspot. Put in Rav Holly Blogspot. And then it's called, uh, what did I title that? Uh, Chasing Giants or something Giants. Okay. Or Stalked by Giants or I don't know, something like that. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I... I saw something out there one night when I was taking photos that I told her about. Yeah, it. that I'd sounds still, pretty eerie. It's still it's and it's and you know you try to logically play it off that it was the clouds in the sky or something, and I still don't know what it was, but it was it was pretty uh, it was pretty intense. Well, I mean, I think we all can sense when a predator is staring at us. You yeah, know? and that's uh, yeah, it was uh, I don't know, man. I still like it's weird because. You know, people think, oh, you're, you know, hallucinating or you're making stuff up or, you know, a lot of it's, oh, you're making stuff up. You know, even if somebody acts like they're agreeing with you, they're behind, you're not saying anything. They're like, oh, gosh. Right. Liar. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. But with this thing, you know, like I, I talk about, 
I don't really talk about it that too much, but like I sometimes still to this day at, you know, I mean, I'm not saying it's like regularly, but you know, maybe once a year, once every two years or something, I'll literally stop and all of a sudden have like a 15 minute, like think about that flashback. Yeah. Like, what was that? Yep. You know what I mean? Like, what was, what was I actually, what was, you know, like, what could that have been? Like, right. What was going on there? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, was I, was I hallucinating? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe I had a bad trip on something, you know, and it was coming back up, you know, in me and it wasn't there. Exactly. Or did I actually see something that was there? But then I start thinking, well, my truck wouldn't run. And that's not even coincidence. That really, really freaked me, you know? Yeah. That like. That like solidified it for, is that the right word? Yeah. Solid, it solidified it that what, that I was experiencing something, you know, mm-hmm. when that happened, because that, that's a movie, you know what well, I mean? It that's is. a movie. Yeah. That's literally a movie. You know what I mean? And that's what I was thinking, but it was so weird because I mean, in my subconscious, when it happened and my truck started kick, kick, ching, 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 and it wouldn't go. I'm like, I'm in a movie. You know yeah. what I mean? I remember thinking that this is a movie. This is a fucking movie. Well, it's no longer what you may be perceiving it's actually something that you can you know solidly see your truck is is breaking down so it's not you're not even questioning yourself at that point and then i luckily uh was able to spin back around and just basically go right back to where i was which you saw you know we when we you turned in that first one there was another drive right right next you saw that yeah so i was i turned out of that first drive that we turned into and took off and my truck started sputtering and I was able to turn back in and just circle right back around where we, you know, like we were parked on the other side when yeah. we first got there. I was parked. I just went right back through there. Like the people that were like the Illinois plate. Yeah. Like, we're gonna play I was able to go back there and turn left. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I turned left, my truck is still barely running. But as soon as I got a little wit, just a little ways, my truck kicked off, started running like a top. Yeah. No problem. Never That's pretty any, wild. No problem. Didn't have any problems like that since. I've yeah. never done that again. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I was thinking like, oh, okay, there's something going wrong. You know, I've got like a fuel pump issue or, you know, something. Fuel pump's on its last leg. Never done it again. Yeah. Yeah, that's a hard one to explain. Yeah, I still, I still to this day, like, I still don't know what that was. You know, I don't know if I believe in go, you know what I mean? I don't know. But then I go back to that story and I'm like, hmm, there's definitely stuff. Whether it's ghosts or aliens, whatever it is, there's something Something. something. is out there and there may be many somethings. We just could never know until there's a way to actually measure it, you know? Yeah, like the whole uh, missing 411 thing that we talked about as well. I'm a big fan of that. I've actually done a podcast episode that people get so angry because I <laughs> use like a 411 and a title. You know, the title, it's not 411, but yeah. because people search for 411, my podcast episode comes up yeah. and they think they're getting a 411 oh, how video. how irritating. And it's not a 411 <laughs> video and they're like, you ass, you jerk. You just took 15 minutes of my yeah. life. What are you doing? <laughs> this isn't 411. Stop using his name. You know, and people are like, he's talking about it. He's actually literally talking about the the, the documentary. Yeah. You know? He's talking about the. It, it does pertain to it because he's yeah. literally telling you what about the documentary that you probably <laughs> haven't seen. You know, but people get, you know what I mean? Yeah. At first I was like, oh no. You know what I mean? I was like, mm. oh well, you know, I just. Well, there's a guy, Mr. Beast. Have you ever watched him? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he or McBallin or McCat, whatever. Mr. Mr. Ballin, Mr. Oh, Mr. Ballin, yeah. Or... Not Mr. It's not Mr. Beast. He's a little white guy. Used to be like an old Marine hat, hat on backwards. He's got plaid shirt. 
shirts on. Well, he tells like little short stories about like the f- missing 401 and stuff, and oh. he does it so well. Mr. Mr. Ballin, I think is what his Mr. name Ballin? is. Mr. Ballin? I haven't seen that one. I'll but check it out. watching those videos played out, you know, the way he, he describes them, it's really good. Really good, but God, that is scary. That's crazy. You know, I've been in national parks for years by myself, and God. nothing like that has ever happened. Nothing has even come close to happening. But it does, there's so many times I've been out there and it's like every hair on my body is standing straight at attention. You know, there's yeah. clearly oh, yeah. something. I have two, yeah. I've actually had those experiences, but I never saw anything. Right, I, I never yeah. have yeah. either. It's at that one time that I just talked about. But that was what was, uh, that's what intrigued me when I stumbled onto Missing 411, uh-huh. just because I'm a national park junkie, you know what I yeah. mean? And then even like the Joshua Tree thing, you know, hiking through Joshua Tree and, you know, there was times I was out there in the middle of the night by myself and I would think to myself, I'd have like a minute thinking, you know what, dude, if I disappeared out here, nobody would ever know. Nobody would know. Right. You know what I mean? Because I would just get up and leave my house in the middle of the night and go to the park. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and I was kind of, I moved out there to kind of live in tranquility and disconnect from everything anyway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some, there was one time, I was, you know, I tell people this, like, you know, girls I date and stuff. I was like, there was one time out there that I went three months without seeing another person. Really? Yeah. I mean, I would see people in town and stuff, but not like seeing, you know, talking to somebody I knew or, you know, that kind of stuff. And I went a month without seeing another person Mm -hmm. because I I just wanted to see what that was like. Because I've heard like if you, you'll get depressed and if you're not around other people and stuff like that. So I went to town and stocked up on everything Mm -hmm. and I ordered uh, the uh, steaks. Mm -hmm. The Ozark steaks. I ordered a whole order of Ozark steaks and everything. So I had plenty of food to the you know hold me over sure and it was funny because somebody come to the door one day pulled up and come to the door and i went into the door you know what i mean because yeah. i don't know what they were doing i didn't you know they were probably selling something or something but i was like nope i haven't seen anybody i ain't seen anybody you yeah know? that was the only person i did see and it was like through the curtains, <laughs> you know I mean? but I, I i did spend a month like in complete tranquility like just stayed in my house didn't see another person it was yeah. weird and then it it continued on but then i at a point i had to go to town and get some stuff and i ended up having to go to the post office and pick up a package or you know something like that but it was so weird because even though i was in town because you saw where i lived uh because i was out on that five acres and all of that crap that's there now wasn't there you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i was literally on my own little island there was a neighbor over there but you know you know how texas it's same as texas you're kind of on your own little island and so I really hadn't seen anybody, but when I ventured back out into town, it was weird. It is weird, right? It when you spend so a weird. bunch of time yeah. away from civilization and people. Yeah, it was, it was super weird. I was like, uh, I felt so self-conscious and uncomfortable. You feel like you're in a spotlight. And nobody was looking at me. Nobody. Nobody was looking at me or paying attention but to me I, or anything. I feel like it's almost like our, you know, our bodies are little antennas. And I think it's like getting used to all of that energy from everything in your surroundings and your body has it's like you you've scraped a layer of skin off and exposed all those nerves again that definitely that definitely makes sense but i i really liked doing stuff or you know little weird things like we're kind of in the same on some things like that we both find things like that interesting yeah and but through the years i just wanted to talk because we talked about this the other day so through the years so for you guys that don't know, I've been a photographer for years, which right. you know that. Uh, I've kind of drifted away from that. But you were literally kind of what I considered my, even though we would be miles and miles apart, I always kind of considered you one of my key muses. Yeah. I've photographed you countless times over yeah. the years. From the time you were 
super early twenties, like 20, 21, like 20, yeah, 21. Mm-hmm. And so you were like always one of my muses and I wanted, cause, because I don't know, we, 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 we transitioned into that the other day and I've taken some beautiful photos of you. Yeah. 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 Some good ones. And so I wanted to make sure on this podcast, cause we're getting ready to wrap it up that we go through those photos again, because everybody should see the photos. You, <laughs> some of them are pretty good. Yeah. You really, uh, you really photograph have always photographed really really well well thank you it's always made it's always it's you know as a photographer i mean you really have to take that as a, a heavy compliment i do because i do i've photographed a lot i photo i have photographed a lot of beautiful women in my lifetime another thing i've found is i've had instances not a whole lot of instances but a few instances where w- the women that I were working that I was working with were absolutely just astonishing uh-huh. in 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 beauty and natural beauty, and you know what I found? They weren't very pretty on the inside. No, they didn't photograph well. Oh, really? Yeah, they didn't. Photograph but is that well. because they weren't pretty on the inside? I mean, I I think I've there's a lot of the inside that comes that. out. I've never understood that. I've always, you know, I've always, you know, like. It would really throw me for a loop because I would be like, because it makes you question your own skills. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'm not getting what I want. You yeah. know what I mean? It's the same with the, the landscape thing. The pop, the pictures didn't pop. Not that they were bad pictures. Right. But for what this girl looks like, these photos do are not even, I wouldn't even show them to anybody. You know what I mean? They, yeah. They're not doing this justice. Now, is this my lack of skill? Because I'm not getting, but you know, and then, and, and then, you know, other girls just photograph amazingly. It's, yeah. I don't know what it is. I've never, you know, there's an old saying, you know, that, uh, oh, you're photogenic. And, right. And that is absolutely true. Yeah. Some people are photogenic and some people are just not photogenic. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've seen, I know, I know a person that is in, you know, that was in my family or it's my family, distant family mm-hmm. and they're absolutely stunning, but you see them in photographs and they just look plain. You know what I well, mean? Well, and I, I mean, I've seen some people that are really not stunning in any way, shape or form, but they have such great personalities. Oh, yeah. And it's weird because it comes out in those photos and they're beautiful. They're so appealing to look at in a picture. You know, that that actually could, you know, have a lot of validity. That actually could do have a lot to do with it. Yeah. I actually agree with that totally. It kind of it goes back to like, uh, you know, I was telling you yesterday about the natives, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if... Uh, there's a there's an old native i don't know would you call it a wise tale or would you call it like a uh, like a folk folk folklore folklore yeah yeah. so there's a whole thing with natives that you know like if you've seen a couple you see a beautiful couple but their kids are like not the best looking kids. yeah let's just say that they don't they don't match the parents kind of thing you know what i mean so there's a old or or they have one beautiful one and then one that yeah so there's a thing that that uh, it's an old native folklore that the the more in love the couple is is the better looking the child would be. So, like a lot of couples, their first child will be the best looking of the bunch. I mean, there's always exceptions. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or maybe you know they were getting along. You know, the first child was born, and then all of a sudden they bonded. You know, they mm-hmm. they've emotionally healed, and now they're really in love. And the second kid is born, and just gorgeous kid you know exactly it's, ju- it's just you know so that the the folklore is you know the the more in love the couple is at the time of conception is the better as that affects the beauty of the child yeah. yeah 
the physical beauty of the child. Right. You know, they might be a little shit on the inside, you know what I mean, or whatever, <laughs> yeah. but the physical beauty of the child, which yeah. I just always found that interesting. And then, you know, like I would, it's not, I don't even know if that's true. You know what I mean? But the funny thing is, is it when correlates. I, but when I see a couple, I automatically go, oh yeah, yeah, I know what, I know what's going on there. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know, you know what's what I mean? going on there. I know there. what's going on. I, I know, you know, I know what happened. You know what I yeah. mean? I get it. You know what I mean? I know, like I was telling you, you know, I, I'm not going to say what I said, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> some people might hear that, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, I know people that, you know, they had a child and that child was like, whoo, and then had another child and very good looking child, but not as good looking as the first child. And then you know the know third one was like, eesh. eesh. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, that's pretty weird. But we're going to get, I'm going to show you guys, I'm going to pull up if, if it'll work. Yeah, hopefully like, it will. Nothing freaking works lately, but I'm going to pull up uh, the browser here and... And we're going to look at some photos, if it'll work, that I've taken of Christy over the years. Where did I find? They were they were on my website, right? They yeah. were. Oh, the galleries. And then I was sitting here the other day, going, "Uh, I know you would be on here. Where yeah. are you? And you're, I'm right there. <laughs> my feelings were about to be hurt. <laughs> oh my god, I can't see you again. There you are. Okay." And these photos, folks, they range from, what is this, probably 15 years? I would say so. Yeah? Yeah. Because this has got to be, what, 2003, 2004? That would have been... See, I was trying to figure this one out. Because I think it was after my first child. So it would have been like 2006, 2007? Okay, 2006, 2007. Probably, let's see... It couldn't have been 2000. Uh, no, it couldn't have been because I moved to California in April of 2006. And when did I? Okay. So, but it was right before that, right before you moved, remember? Because we had kind of reconnected. And then six months later, I think it was that oh, yeah, I brought I Patrick out there. That's right. I'm Okay. So mm -hmm. that's right. Okay. Glad your memory's better than mine. <laughs> yeah. And then this is your parents' study? Was it a. Oh, my God. Office? Sorry, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Bound chicken wow wow. <laughs> hey mom. Yeah. I'm friends with her mom on Facebook. Oh, just yeah. desecrating your house yeah. today. That's and, my favorite. Yeah, and that's the stables. Yeah. That that definitely captured a moment. It did. Yeah. And one thing about this photo is weird. It doesn't bug me, but it was this was before I learned some learned some different pose technique or stuff that, you know photography 101 that you don't do so one t a little bit you've got like web hands there i know and you know what i've it thought about that too and yeah, i like it i do too i mean it doesn't it doesn't it looks natural it looks like a yeah. moment in time yeah. i mean it absolutely looks natural but i literally if i see another photographer's or even one of my photos it like drives me bonkers and yeah in most things it really this doesn't photo work. doesn't bother me at one bit right why is that i don't know and have and you you using your hand as uh what are they uh, uh, they call it like a hand bra yeah that's a faux pas too now you know supposedly doesn't bother me at all it looks it, great it does it doesn't look like i'm squishing my mm -hmm. boob like no. it's just it turned out so well. so well yeah i'm not sure what we were doing there i'm not sure either <laughs> i jump against the wall freeze <laughs> uh this is a good one this is on the, this is funny. It's on the hood of my freaking Land Rover. Yeah. So that was my truck. That was a good yeah. ride. Yeah. That's what she said. What? <laughs> uh, and then you got the pump jack behind it. And this was outside of Midland? 
No, this was Greenwood. So yeah, it was right outside of Midland. Yeah, yeah. Like about a mile from where my parents were. Well, that's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. And you don't have you don't have the spider the spider web hands on that one. Oh, I don't. No, I can't see from here. Yeah, but you know it's funny because you learn things. You know, you get better. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. And I remember looking at this image, going, "Oh my God, it's a perfect image." You know what? There's there's a there's a, faux, a real faux pas in this image. You know what it is? Tell I me. mean, nobody really notices. It. Nobody's going to notice it but me. Yeah. But you have your your hat. You have the hand bra. But the pro if I did this again, mm -hmm. you know, like nowadays, if I shot this, I would tell you to push your elbow out. You know what I mean? We need to see your arm, right? Because it's like this. Because then it's just this weird hand that shows this, up. It's just a hand <laughs> from nowhere. Just fingers from nowhere. Where you know did what I mean? that come yeah. from? But you know, most people won't wouldn't see that. But I see it. But I didn't see it for years because I never. It's te you're t you technically advanced. Does right. that make sense as a photographer? So when I shot this, I didn't see that. For, yeah. You know, for several years. And I think somebody actually pointed it out to me. Like, where's her hand coming from, boy? <laughs> yeah. That's Dude, a good your, one. Your body. Let's talk about, I mean, look at the muscles. And you never work out. We were just talking about that. Mm -mm. You're not a gym rat. You're not. No. But you would, anybody that's seen you during this time, especially would think you were in the gym all the time. I yeah. Mean, look at the muscle definition in your leg. Well, now that's and from riding calves. horses. That's yeah, from yeah, that's years true. of horseback riding. Yeah, that's true, true. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Especially jumping horses. You make a good hood ornament. Well, thank you. <laughs> I know I'm looking at these pictures going, golly. And back then, I just didn't find myself attractive in any way, shape, or form. We kind of pushed by this one kind of fast. But this was me up on the pump jack mm -hmm. looking down at you, which you'd kind of forgotten about. Like how yeah, I trying to that. get H2S poisoning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the things we know now. I really like this yeah, one, too. That's a really good shot. And I like how you're you're just so re your face is so relaxed. Your hand is perfectly placed on your hip. Your feet are perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's just that's what um, that's why I always loved working with you is because you really modeled naturally. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean I I work with models that are model models that yeah. do modeling for a living, and they still have a hard time naturally posing. Really? Yeah, you know it's. The pose to look good in a photograph has to be natural, even yes. when it's not natural. Exactly. Like there's certain poses that I put models into and they're just like, what? Because they can feel how distorted their body feels. And they're like, they then the this, uncomfort comes out on their face. Yeah. And yeah. they have this, they have this look in their face. Like, what is he, you know, what is this? You know, what is he <laughs> yeah. doing? And I'll tell them, look, you're still not doing it right. Yeah. But when you feel most uncomfortable, you've got the pose. So just hold that and, you know, and just look. Just be confident yeah. in the yeah. fact that exactly. you look good. Exactly. Yeah. But you, I really never, you made my job easy, which is how modeling is supposed to go. People mm -hmm. don't understand that. Like if you're a high end fashion model, I'm a photographer. I should just be giving you just some little subtle turn to right. the, you know let's turn to the left and you're just hitting the poses. Well, yeah. I'm just giving you like okay, turn back to the left now, you know, or turn back around the other way. Okay, let's let's uh, let's do some squat shots, you know. But you're supposed to know those poses. That's yep. what a professional model is. Most don't, unless they're like you know what I mean. A really working yeah, model. been doing it for yeah, a while. Yeah, they know. And there's your horse. There's my teddy. You still have. I don't have him. He okay. actually got kicked in the leg by my mom's new horse. We had to put him down. Put him down. Oh no! Broke his leg in half. Good looking sorrel horse. Oh, broke he really his was. leg in half. Yeah, broke oh, his leg shit. in half. 
They can fix that nowadays, though, right? With a splint and stuff? Well, that big blow-up <clears throat> cast that they use for horses? Not quite where they could if you had the money to buy the sling oh, and yeah, stick yeah. them in a sling. And yeah. it would be, it would take years. Yeah. And then these shots. This is a whole different photo shoot. This it, is yeah, in this Dallas. is in Dallas. This is in Dallas. Was this one after or before the other one? I believe this was before. Okay. And I don't even remember where we were. You said you kind of remember where we were on this. I remember, like, not, they're not, they weren't canals, but it was like a big, big, big water ditch, concrete water ditch. Didn't we just see it? Didn't I just see it driving down the road, though? Or did we specifically go to this location? I don't remember. I, I don't either. Yeah, see, I, I can, I'm clearly cold or something, like, but there's something wrong with my face in this one. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, I got it. Or probably because you didn't want to be totally butt-naked. In the middle you, of Dallas? And I told you, to, I talked you out of your clothes. <laughs> All right, we're back to the back to the beginning. But anyway, I, I wanted people to, uh, I wanted people to see those images because you're literally have always been one of my favorite go-to models to work with. Well, thank you for yeah. saying that because you've definitely been one of my favorite yeah. photographers. Yeah, I always knew, I love to shoot new models, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I love to get a chance to work with new models, but... The great thing about shooting with models that you know that you're going to get, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just to be able to, it puts you, it's, it's, uh, well, you got like apprehension, or not apprehension. What's the word I'm looking for? Well, like, it makes it fun again. Yeah, it makes it fun again. Yeah. But you, uh, you're always going to have like, you know, you're not going to get good photos. You know what I mean? You always, right. you're, you're not. You get I mean, worried. Yeah. You're confident that you're going to get photos, but it's just I don't know how to explain it. You have models that you're already comfortable with. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And when you're super comfortable, then you don't have to worry about anything else but the art. Right. What you're creating. Right. And when you and I work together uh, creating photos, like, you know what I mean? Like, I even, do know even, what you mean. even when you're like butt ass naked, you know, like, it's about the art. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm well, it, take, it completely takes the pressure off. Exactly. That's what, that's what, it's kind of like, you know, the doctor, you know, gynecologist or the gynecologist yeah. relationship. Yeah. You're not <laughs> subconscious because we are literally on the same page yeah. of creating, creating art. Right. So, yeah. And that's what I always, you know, and I have a couple other models that are like that, but you were the first, you were always the first. Well, and yeah. you know, we were way, way before that we were past the point of where I was afraid you were, if I didn't look, perfectly attractive and a certain something and a certain second you would judge me and I think you were kind of you know not so if you didn't get anything great I wasn't going to judge you and that just completely alleviates the pressure absolutely and your camera died so that's going to be oh no that is going to be our uh oh my gosh did they all die there we go we have one my camera's working that one's not Oh, I forgot to plug them in. That makes sense. <laughs> None of them are plugged in. They all died at the same time. Really? How crazy is that? That is crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, that's actually a good <laughs> yes. thing because we're we're like an hour and thirty five minutes. So that's perfect. Are we really? Yeah. Because the other one was two hours and thirty five yeah. minutes. Yeah. So this is actually better. Yeah. An hour and thirty five minutes. So anyway. Thank you so much, Christy, for coming in. Thanks so much for having me Thank here. you so much for going to Joshua Tree with me. I absolutely had an amazing time. I really did, too. Yeah, it was that so was... good. So good to connect with you. Yes. Yes, it was. And connect on an even deeper level of our friendship than I think we ever have before. I absolutely agree. Yeah. 100%. And I always, I, you know, I'm always rooting for you. We've had, both of us have kind of had like a rough time the last couple of years. So we sure have. You know, I'm always in your corner and always rooting for you. And so. I'm always praying for you, baby. Thank you so much.
Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the American Nomad podcast. Again, my girl, Christy Odds. Thank you so much. Do you, I know you're kind of, uh, I don't know, even know what, like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't tag you in my Instagram stories because you you kind of try to stay cognito these days. Do you want me to put your Instagram or yeah, anything? Yeah, take my Instagram okay. on there. Okay. That'd be fun. Okay, we'll do. I will uh, put her Instagram link in the description below. So if you'd like to follow Christy on Instagram, click the link below and give her a follow. Thank you, thank you, sweethearts, for doing this. I I still can't thank you enough for coming in because it's so good to see you. And yeah, I it's really, good to see you I too. Really, really appreciate it. Really appreciate you catching up, even though you've been in Texas all this time. You being here now is like, I mean, we can do some other stuff. We can. We can go exploring. Cool. Yeah. All right, guys, that's gonna do it. Thank you again so much for tuning in to the American Nomad Podcast, and until next time. Thank you for listening to the American Nomad Podcast. Until next time, keep looking up because that's where it all is.